Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody and welcome back to a rather hastily assembled version of Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve I felt abandoned and alone over the weekend, Olivas, and he is James the Abandonator Breakwell saying, welcome to all of you. I, I didn't, James, feel whole until earlier today when you, I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little teary-eyed when I remember <laughs> this, when, when you texted me, I said I wouldn't do this, you texted, I... I believe in you. You texted me that, James, and I've never been so touched in my life. <laughs> it definitely so, so the problem with text-based yeah. communication is that sometimes <laughs> sarcasm doesn't come through. I so believe in you. I am glad that you chose to take that so deliberately because you were making excuses yet again for why you would be late <laughs> to an already late recording. And I said, I believe in you. And here you yes, are, you a mere three to four minutes late, because being on time is a thing of the past for you. You are no longer <laughs> bound by clocks, by hourglasses, by conventional measurements of the way chron chronological events progress. I can't even say it, because yeah. I too am no. getting choked up, because you <laughs> are not the person you used to be. But that's okay, because we've been doing this for like 10 years, you're getting older, people, people age, people fall apart. Part. but uh you're here now and that's what matters well james i i wrote a couple of notes down for today until Ooh. you you just threw my whole world into a rainbow with saying i believe in you <laughs> but we are today right now doing episode number 300 of wrong and wronger and i thought in honor of the movie 300 you and i would appear shirtless and greased up just like gerard <laughs> butler and all of the and all of the, the gladiators in the movie 300 man if i pull off my shirt right now we will lose yeah. our one listener that will that will be it <laughs> that will be the moment where the people who only listen to the audio version will thank their lucky stars that they have been spared i am so pale after spending the last three to four months or decades inside that it would it would blind people with my utter whiteness it would be whiter than snow and uh, it would probably break the camera so i'm gonna skip that part but you do whatever you want to do <laughs> all right uh well i'm usually pantsless when we do record in the mornings from my house i'm wearing a t-shirt and underpants but you can't see like from my chest down, so you have no idea. But uh, I, I'll just let people's imagination dance for a moment with uh, vivid images of me sitting here right now in a shirt and tie and underpants. Yeah. Why do you want to make people throw up? Like this, this podcast is not meant as a vomiting aid. It's like you've you've swallowed poison. They poison control refers you to wrong and wronger. Episode three hundred, you throw up. A life is saved. <laughs> That's probably the only way we'll ever make a positive impact in somebody's life. <clears throat> 
You know, the number 300 is even more amazing when you consider how many weeks we've not done this show. <laughs> like, uh, even if we're just doing one a week, that's six years of shows, and we haven't done one a week. So I, you and I have grown old together, Breakwell. It's really kind of touching. Almost like a text that says, I believe in you. <laughs> huh? I, I will say this. We've done it more weeks than not because other shows, yeah. real podcasts with actual quality, actual production values, actual production meetings and planning, they take time <laughs> off. They do a six, yeah. eight, 12 week season, maybe 20 week season, and then they stop. They reload, yeah. they refresh, they wait for new ideas. We we don't. We never have ideas in the first place. We just go, <laughs> which is why it's so remarkable with no planning, with no foresight, with no production values. It's amazing that sometimes we can't get to this, that we don't even have time for the zero effort we put into producing this show. Our production on most weeks go just like it did today, which is I call, you answer the phone and go, all right, you ready? And I say, yeah. And you say, count it in. And I do. And we just start. Yeah. And it's because like sometimes like today, I was like, man, there's one thing I want to avoid today. And I didn't bring it up because we didn't have a production meeting. So now I'm just hoping it doesn't come up as we go. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> Well, and now your mind is wondering, what doesn't he want me to mention? And now you're going to deliberately try, going to try to say it. Uh, so now, now I have just brought us into more dangerous territory. So we'll see how this goes. And if we end up with yet another eight seconds of missing tape. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know what you're trying to avoid. We could have taken at least... 15 seconds, which is double that eight, and had a production meeting, but apparently avoiding this topic is not primo in your mind. You're willing to roll the dice. I was just, I was so shocked that you actually called me because when I said I believed in you, <laughs> spoiler alert, I might not have been being entirely genuine oh, and I might have never expected you. to hear from you again. So when I saw my phone ring, I was like, huh, how about that? Also, I've got, uh, I, I've got, you know, construction going on at my house right now. I got a crew out there on the porch, the crew being my father-in-law who probably needs my help. He told, <laughs> he told me the story the other day. The other day he came here when I was out out and about with his daughter, my wife, and some of our friends. I, I worked with them for a couple hours, and then my wife had the day off. So we went out to a whiskey place, and while we were out, Ooh. my father-in-law kept diligently working on my porch, which he fell off of and landed on his arm and thought he broke. And Then he just walked it off and oh. kept going. So, you know, it's probably best if I'm out there just for the buddy system, but yet I am letting him risk his life for my house as I sit here and talk to you. And all for Judy P. All for Judy P. That's, yeah. And, mm. you know, the other random comments, I, I, I've realized, like, on Facebook where I post this video, there's, like, one person who comments every week. Never responded to them in any way. There's a couple people on YouTube who comment <laughs> from week to week. We never do anything. We could, we could very easily personally respond to every single person who watches or listens to the podcast, but yet we don't. We get, we have so few fans and we do so little to appreciate them. And then, and then our minds are blown that nobody wants to listen to us talk about nothing. It's we, really, I, I, I don't know why we're ever surprised that we are where we are 300 episodes in and where we have more episodes than we have listeners. Like that is the tipping point where you should stop. <laughs> but yet we will keep going because every time you try to quit and it is always you and not me. <laughs> 
yeah. I keep yeah. reeling you back in. And despite the fact that a cornerstone of your psychiatric practice is teaching people to set boundaries and say no, you can never say no to me. <laughs> James, this used to bother me until <laughs> I found out earlier today what I always suspected, which is you love me. You really do love me. Also, also, even if I did actually believe in you, which I don't, it was meant in sarcasm, but you can interpret that a completely different way. Maybe I believe in your ability to screw up. Maybe I believe in your ability to drop the ball. Maybe I believe in your ability to never, ever read a clock correctly. I can believe so many things simultaneously because I am a person of great faith. Not necessarily in you, I, but just in your track record of being the worst. <laughs> I appreciate the wall that you put up, James. You're a very proud man. But I've now seen on the other side. I've pulled the curtain back, and I realize what's actually going on in the head of the unicorn. And there's a whole lot of Dr. Steve going on in there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that live on air right now, you've basically crafted an entire fan fiction about me. You have created an alternate reality, projecting yourself and your hopes and dreams onto me. I mean, usually you have to go on Tumblr or some weird corner of the internet to get this sort of, this sort of unsavory content, but here it is just spewed out live for the, you know, two to three people scattered across those nine social media platforms I mentioned earlier. But I don't, I don't have the same kind of fantasies about you because I just see you for what you are. You are just, mm. you, are, you are a guy, a guy who's entirely busy, too busy, in fact. A guy who disappears mm. for days at a time down d into the deep south and who completely, oh, <laughs> so I don't remind him, but yet when I light the beacon, when I say it's time, you come back. I, you were, you were on like hour nine of a 17 hour road trip when I messaged you and I was like, so we doing this? And you were like, yes, I will be there because there's no place in this world you would rather be than right here with me. I was down on the bayou getting a stern talking to by the regional head of referees. What? Because of something I said on a broadcast. Apparently the coach got the same talking to because of me. And uh, I was informed that the coach was rather pissed at me because uh, he had to deal with it. But what are you going to do, James? Sometimes the stuff inside goes through my outside voice. And I don't know how to stop that necessarily. So it seems we have an actual story this week. So why don't, why don't you lay down some context for us, Steve? What were you, what were you announcing for? <clears throat> well, so uh, although I feel my tenure may be coming to a premature close, <laughs> I have been the play-by-play -play voice of LSU Tiger Hockey. Now, Ooh. it occurred to me over the weekend that the referees were not doing as good of a job as I felt they perhaps could have. Oh, no. And it say? was late, <laughs> and I was very tired. And the broadcast booth had a whole, like, the, the place was packed. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I was in rare form, and I was entertaining probably a 100 people that were close to the broadcast that could hear me while I was talking. And I started pandering to the crowd, James, because I knew I knew they wanted Dr. Steve. They wanted like raw, unadulterated Dr. Steve. So I started 
Now, I will say, before I say what okay. I said, that <laughs> during our little sit-down, <laughs> I was instructed that it's okay to challenge the calls of the referee, but my understanding is, uh, A, it's an NCAA violation for anyone affiliated with the team to actually talk crap about the refs, but there was a line that they would have put up with, and I crossed the line when I said, well, let me tell you what I didn't get in trouble <laughs> well, for back first. was this? Man, there are a lot of disclaimers here. <laughs> All you... out of it. I, because it seems like it was all in good fun for a while. Like, there was one point where the ref skated over and was explaining something to the coach, and the camera was zoomed in on that conversation. And I said... Uh, the ref is explaining to the coach how he skates with his eyes closed most of the time, so there's no possible way that he could make the right call in any situation. <laughs> and that cracked up most of the people around me. And apparently that one was okay. But then, and this really was within like the last two minutes of the mm. game, and I had enough of the referee. And I said, well, what do you expect? They've been drinking all day. And that's what got the attention of the... Uh, the head of referees, mm. because he said, listen, when you're making jokes, that's fine, but we can't have it so people think that the refs are altered in any way. Like, that's a big deal. The league looks at that very seriously. He was very nice in the way that he talked to me about it, but rather firm in saying, uh, this shall not happen again. <laughs> I said, I understand. So in uh, the second, they had two games this weekend, and in the second game, I just played it straight. I didn't even... I didn't even try to bring the entertainment mm. value into the play-by-play. -play. But that was my weekend, James. I was dressed down by a man half my age. I, uh, so I, I, I have a thousand follow-up questions to this. Uh, first, <laughs> but, but I do want to say that you know why you got in trouble for that one remark in particular. It's because, well, of, it's because of gambling. Like that. What? Gambling, man. It's. In Vegas, the the saddest person in the world gambling on LSU hockey. You can't have refs in an altered state. That's that's money. That's what that is right there. That's that you you ran into the house, and the house always wins. Now, okay, so you are you are when you say broadcast, are you broadcast into the ice rink, or are you broadcast on TV to the nobody watching it? Uh, it's on the YouTube channel that they have. And uh, I don't know how many people watch it. Somebody posted that it was on in like one of the local student bars on campus. So I'm guessing I'm broadcasting mostly to uh, friends and family of the players on both sides and to most of the bars back on campus. So you are you are speaking to a non-existent audience, which you have much experience from, from this podcast, <laughs> which has trained you well. I'm glad you were here forged in fire to get ready for this. Uh, does your child play on this team? Yes. Okay, okay. So you have an invested interest. Are you paid for your commentary? I am not. Man, you, out of pocket, drove how far to do this? Uh, it was a good eight and a half hours. It's 575 miles. And then you presumably stayed overnight, correct? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, did you stay in your son's dorm room? No, God, no. I wouldn't. No, the so so you, yeah. yeah that, that, there's some. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that either. I, you know, you have to yeah. burn everything in that roof fire. So you <laughs> drove eight and a half hours, 
paid for a hotel room, paid for your own gas and food to go and commentate for free, violate some gambling law, <laughs> probably violate interstate commerce regulations, probably a federal crime, just to turn around and drive straight home. No thank you, no compensation, no nothing. And you find this to be a better use of your time than to record with me at our appointed hour. <laughs> well, uh, I hope you're sitting down for this, James. Uh -oh. But yes, uh -oh. yes, yes, I do. Man, and you, it's not like they had heard of you and they're like, your dad is the Steve Olivas. We got to get him down here. Like you had to probably look up some names, fire off some emails like you took the initiative to put yourself in this position, did you not? I, no. You know who initiated this was my kid. Because he knew, he rightfully knew that the players would love my commentary because I'm funny and I make them look good when I talk. And so they actually do really like me. Coach, not so much anymore, but I'm very popular among the players. Man, so uh, they have low standards down there. It explains some of the test scores at LSU, but that, that's okay. And see, I can say that because this isn't being broadcast to any bars in LSU or anywhere else. Even, man, they, our, our YouTube channel might be the only one with fewer views than the YouTube channel for LSU hockey. I mean, seriously, if you're going to play hockey, like who, who thinks of hockey in Louisiana? Like, do they even have ice or do they just play on rollerblades down there? All the SEC schools have hockey teams. Man, even like, even the cold weather schools, even the Big Ten, all of them, I don't think anybody watches that hockey. College hockey, whew. Oh, so, no, James, that's not, that's not correct. I, well, yeah, I, I, I have been known to spout off uninformed opinions from time to time, <laughs> but if we were, if we were to rank all of the college sports that get televised accidentally or on purpose like where where would hockey rank you mean like pro hockey no no not pro hockey pro hockey is a real thing people make real money people buy real tickets they don't hire steve olivas for real hockey i'm talking about college hockey of like you know you got college football you got college basketball those are the ones you can find on any station where like how far yes. down the list do you have to get to get to college hockey uh, hmm. I would bet it's probably fourth behind women's basketball. Really? And then college baseball, and then probably softball. Yeah. We get the, the end of the season tournament is big for everybody. Like the softball World Series, the baseball World Series, you can find those on ESPN. The Frozen Four, the college Final Four in hockey, that's a big deal. But as far as regular season goes, if you're not Boston College or Ohio State or Michigan, I would bet that it's probably just below uh, your college's women's basketball team. I, uh, I, I disagree with that assessment based on absolutely zero data or knowledge of the topic. <laughs> I, uh, well, my, my entire knowledge, I guess, would be the Big Ten channel is sometimes on, on mute at the gym. So I do occasionally see sports pop up. ESPN is uh -huh. also on there on mute. So I see some great uh -huh. things. There's, uh, there's one, there's a, a game where you bounce a ball off a trampoline. I forget what that one's called. I've seen kickball on there. I've seen bags or cornhole. I've seen professional tag, but I've never seen college hockey on ESPN. Now, on the Big Ten Network, they branch into volleyball sometimes. They'll do baseball and softball sometimes. <laughs> I've never seen hockey, and I've got to think there's some Big Ten schools that are good at hockey. So, 
I but d- d- now the SEC has its own TV station, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. Does you, d- but does your voice ever show up on there when you're commentating, or just the YouTube channel? No. Oh, this is a good question. I doubt. I doubt hockey would ever show. They would rather show like commentary on uh, which one of your football players is going to get drafted this year than show yeah. a live hockey game. I think. <laughs> did they? Did they have a team there? Did you meet the SEC TV guys? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Man. That is uh, that is a cold blow, but that's uh, good on your son for playing D one hockey. That's that's kind of a big deal. I had no idea. We talk for twenty five minutes every week about absolutely nothing, and you have never relayed to me this fact. This is not D one. Uh, the SEC is not D one yet. Wait, wait, what? They're, I thought they were. They're, I mean, they are the gods of football. You're telling me they're not D one. Uh, no. Is it different by sport? Are they D one in some things yeah. and not D? So yes. what D are they? How many how many D's do they have down there? <laughs> well, let's just put it this way: LSU has rodeo as a varsity sport at LSU, and I don't think there's a D one of rodeo. I did not know rodeo was a college anything. So I get <laughs> is is it? I guess so, so I I ran D2 in college and it sounds like oh I was a college athlete I was I was a walk on I was terrible I was the worst of the worst but it was a D2 school because they could go give scholarships and I felt yeah. terrible and I was the slowest D2 runner in the history of D2 runners but every once in a while they go to a meet where it would just be a bunch of other catholic schools and some of those were D3 where everybody was running for 3 for free and let me just tell you something yeah. Steve let me tell you something when you get to a place where everybody is running for free I was like middle of the back of the pack like i was not dead last anymore <laughs> there were people behind me i looked like i sort of belonged it was only when you got to the point where you're supposed to be compensated in some way that i was clearly out of my league so is he are they d2 where they can give scholarships or are they d3 where they're all playing for no. the love of the game this is uh all playing for the love of this is a non-scholarship sport Man. but at these big schools that almost doesn't matter like for example, rodeo has their own building on campus. Whoa. If you want some perspective, does I guess they have a hockey rink at all? I'm surely that's the only thing they use this hockey rink for, unless it's like here where you cover over the ice and then you have rodeo on top of it. Do rodeo and hockey it, share the same building? Tell me they do. They, the the plan is in the works for that to happen. Yes, but for now they don't have their own hockey rink on campus, so they use an off-rink ice sheet. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so this is, okay, so I, and again, for perspective, I went to the worst school in the history of the world, it, it is closed, although <laughs> one of my buddies, he just got an email, they're having a Hall of Fame induction, uh, and they invited him, because he is supposedly what? in the Hall of Fame, because he ran, I mean, again, this is this is a school, if you go to the Wikipedia page, for like, famous alumni, it has no one anyone has ever heard of, uh, but he <laughs> ran, I don't know, he ran you. a, I I, they, nobody's heard of him, Steve. Was, I think there was one baseball player and like a judge in Chicago. Let me tell you who's not on the list. James Breakwell is not on that list, either as a student <laughs> or an athlete. Okay. I, nowhere did I show up on that. I, uh, You know what? And it's Wikipedia. I could go add myself in there and somebody would take me right back off. So I'm not going to do Ooh. it. It's going to hurt my pride too much. Uh, but the, we did not have an ice rink. We did not have a hockey team. We barely had a track team. And it was... Uh, so it, you're, you're talking like leagues apart where uh, you you have individual sports with separate buildings. They're building a hockey rink, man, for the love of the game. This is 
This well, is... uh, there's two plans right now. The gymnastics team already has a building, but they're going to get a brand new building. And so there's talk of how they're going to repurpose the old gymnastics building. So depending on the schedule of that, they might look into putting ice in the rodeo building. But <laughs> You know, going back to the earlier point of how greatly out of pocket you went to go down there and see this event and commentate for free, you were also paying for your child to go there to not be paid to do this. Yeah. Like you were you were double or triple paying to do this event. And then they looked that gift horse right in the mouth and slapped it. And that, I don't think that's cool. I think when you were paying that much to offer a service to them, I think they just got to take whatever you have to offer. Even if it is a federal crime, even if you are violating gambling laws, I think you just got to roll with it. And that referee was out of line. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, I, I I took the point in stride, even though <laughs> he was the kind of person that has to repeat his thesis statement like four times Ooh. during the course of the conversation. And I kept saying, yeah, I understand. I understand. And uh, later he came back to me and said, hey, hey, uh, you didn't take that personally, what I was saying. Right? <laughs> and then I said, no. And then he repeated the thesis statement again. We just can't have it look like the refs are altered anyway. So we can't have you talking about drink. And I'm like, I understand. Not only did you get dressed down by someone half your age, which could be somebody in their 40s, let's be honest. But you, <laughs> he was also worried that he hurt your feelings because you were in the wrong and you were incredibly fragile. Man, that is, I hope you fume over that for the entire eight and a half hour ride home and then in the middle of that ride i texted you and I'm like don't forget we need to record and i just double or triple ruined your day so i'm glad i could just really pile on at your worst uh, moment well, that was our 300th episode and i'm gonna walk us out of here because one of us has to go back to work one oh. of us has to do actual manual work but or no i break was gonna lean on a shovel and watch his father-in-law work but until we meet again, until we sit down, whenever that may be, of course it's going to be Friday morning like we do every week for number 301. This is Steve Olivas. Steve used to be depressed, but now he knows someone believes in him, Olivas. And James, I've been hiding my light under a bushel, and my light is you. Breakwell saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't talk about the referees in any kind of negative light. Until we meet again, remember as always, two wrongs can make a right.